Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A Silly Dude Production. Midday, good afternoon, good late afternoon, good evening, and good late evening to you. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, it's They Talk A Good Game. I'm one of your hosts, Lockie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Harvey. Hello, hello. Hello to um, you, Harvey. Very excited to be here. Well, it was, a, it was um, a, quite a dramatic week of NRL football on the weekend, I think would be the word to describe right. it. It was a week, uh, if we're talking, if, first of all, if we're just talking about team performances, I would describe it as a week of underperforming favourites and overperforming underdogs. Would you agree? Yeah, I would call it a week of wake-up calls. It was a call of... Yes. Yeah, Yeah. just really um, either taking it easy up against easier opposition or not being prepared for, yeah, what some of the teams were going to throw at them because a lot of teams got scared. And the big one, I guess, we'll go straight into it. Eagles getting over the storm, ending, ending their run. Huge. I, I mean, I was watching that game with sort of 20 minutes to go and still didn't think it was going to happen. No, you still thought, okay, Melbourne are going to get their act together now and, and you know, play play Melbourne footy. But, you know, credit to the Eels. They came from nowhere to pull themselves out of this form slump and get some confidence heading into finals. Yeah, it was a huge result for them. And I think it's the first time I remember them beating a top four side. Yeah, you know, even a yeah. top eight side, even they, a top eight side, they struggle. Yeah, yeah, they're flat track bullies up against the, the weaker teams, um, but they've struggled at least in the last month or so up against those those top sides. But getting one over the storm and and a fit storm as well with lots of their stars in that side, yeah, was, they didn't rest many players or anything. Pretty full strength. They, it's almost like got the milestone got to them for some whatever reason. You know, they're big game players, but for whatever reason, this milestone had some kind of curse on it and they weren't able to do it. Um, yeah. The other underperforming favourites and the overperforming underdogs of the weekend, I would say the first half of the Manly Bulldogs game uh, had a bit of that similar vibe about it. Bulldogs were up at half time unexpectedly. Yeah. Manly managed to click in the second half and Trebojevic got his hat-trick as per usual, as expected, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you know, more crazy stats for the Trebojevic season. 
Um, Manu just never got out the gates. It was pretty clear from kickoff that they just weren't up for the up for the fight. Bulldogs were. We thought we'd go into that game and smash them. Yeah. Um, and it just took us a while to get into second and third gear. Yeah. The it, other... was, it was frustrating. Yeah. It was a frustrating team, like game to watch as a fan. Absolutely. And the final, I suppose, game of wake up calls was the Tigers up against Penrith. Uh, I thought, honestly, going in, I thought Penrith could get to 70 uh, on, on Sunday. But at halftime, they only led by six. They never quite looked their best. Tigers, I thought, defended on their line very well. And so, yeah, I don't know, something about this round 24 fixture that just had had all these teams getting a bit complacent, maybe, and maybe yeah. get, getting that wake-up call they needed. I think that's it. I think it was complacency. I think a lot of those sides just expected to win. Um, and, you know, I think it shows... We've been talking about how divided the competition has been all year with the sort of top two and um, sort of top six being a clear cut above the rest. Mm. But this round potentially just shows it's not that different. It's just sort of momentum and confidence that's played a big part in it. Yeah, Harvey, I just noticed um, noticed while we're, while we're talking here, your voice is feeling a little bit uh, throaty, a little bit off you. Have you got some kind of, kind, some kind of sickness or illness or, or, or a no, fever? Perhaps? Finals fever. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's tested no positive. He's tested um, positive for finals fever. And, uh, and I'm sure I'm my feeling... diagnosis is on the way too because I'm feeling <laughs> feeling a little bit sneezy. Um, I'm rugged yeah, up in my hoodie mate. because I'm just trying to, you know, I, I can feel it coming. So, you know. Yeah, it, it is contagious. spreads quickly. Yeah, um, that's why I'm so happy we're doing September. I'm so happy we're doing this podcast over Zoom because otherwise <laughs> I'd be at serious risk of catching some finals fever. That's it. Um, so uh, apologies for my croaky voice. Any, yeah. any listeners out there? Um, <laughs> the, the, it's it's going to continue squeaking. Now, we talked about all of these games where the favourites were either upset or rattled a little bit by lower-ranked lower teams, but none of those, even with all that, were the biggest talking point of the weekend. The biggest talking point of the weekend came in the Roosters v. Rabbitohs game uh, in a moment between two former very close Teammates Latrell Mitchell and Joseph Manu, when Latrell basically broke Manu's face intentionally or not, yeah. he broke his face, and yeah. Latrell's season as a result is over, and it looks like Manu's is as well. So huge yeah. outs for the Roosters and the Rabbitohs in their push for the for the finals. Huge, massive. Probably, probably the best player for each team this year, arguably. Yeah, I mean, you could Tedesco, make, perhaps you could probably say Manu, Tedesco and but... Cody Walker. Yes, but. In terms of just like that, that X factor, that impact, the Manu and M- Mitchell, like such. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think either team can win the comp. I mean, Roosters would have been a long shot anyway. Yeah. But Rabbitohs, you know, on you know, with Wayne Bennett at the helm, if they had a, a fit seventeen, would have been, you know, pushing any side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it was a ridiculous shot. Um, very dangerous. Obviously, deserved to be a, a sent off, not a sin bin. Um, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, yeah, because the ref, the ref got it wrong, and because he and because the punishment wasn't harsh enough on the field, it just led to more and more biff throughout the rest of that game. And totally, if totally. the trail had been sent, then I think then that deals with it, and it's over, and then we can get back to it. But because yeah. Mitchell came on after ten minutes, it was like there was so much animosity. That's right. 
Um, Whereas Marnie just, doesn't get to come back. Understand. So, you know, a no, player for a player. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's a ridiculous call. But how we have, you know, players being sinbin for far, far less contact or, you know, something far less dangerous. Um, how there isn't a, a more graded system and how they're getting it so inconsistent beats yeah. me. But um, there's been enough chat about the bunker and referees and mm. all that stuff this week um, from that incident. So we don't have to delve into it too much, but I just yeah. hope it doesn't decide any finals matches. No. There is a positive, actually, I want to end on for this intro kind of chat, which is the fact that Trevojevic, Jason Saab, or Tom Trevojevic, I should say, Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick are record breakers. They're the first ever trio in the history of professional rugby league in Australia to score 20-plus tries each for the same club in the same season. It just like, you know, we thought, we already knew they were good, but... Yeah. Their record, their re- they hold the they hold the record, and not even like they're they're the quickest to do it, or the you know they are the first to do it. So yeah, it's insane. I mean, Garrick there. alone has twenty tries and kicked over a hundred goals. Yeah, the for first the first time ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tommy for missing, you know, the first four games of the year, missing games through Origin. Um, I think he's at twenty two tries now, and up to like twenty seven try assists, mm. um, which is. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Saab and Garrick as well. Just, you know, it's made manly season, honestly. Yeah. Well, now on that note, should we celebrate a little bit more with our fantasy champions of the week? Of course we should. Who um, are they? Some great performances again this week. And I think I think it's only one more week to go in the fantasy. So, yeah, make so this is, any know. trades that you've got left... Um, get the best team out there for the final round. Just for just um, for a, actually an update, just on the actual ladder. RNGD Peach is at the top, but he's only fifty or so points in the lead. So Ethan Ethan's runner Ethan's runners four two two one could make a late charge and snatch it. I think it's between those two. Anyway, I don't think anyone really cares about that apart from those two. So just an update for those guys. Uh, excellent. Yeah, back excellent to, back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, from this week, the winner was all the way up uh, with a score of 1,099 points. Couldn't quite get to 1,100, no. but still the top score in our league. Well done to them. Well done. Um, and tipping team Tuiaki. Sorry, my voice has gone in that, that name <laughs> pronunciation, but the only team to get seven out of eight um, with a margin yes. of 10. I think they tipped the Eels to beat the Storm. Which yeah, is we very, do have intel. We've, we've gained intel that they did tip the Eels to beat the Storm. So it just shows this week they went bold and it paid off. They are the tipper of the week. Well, that's huge news. Um, and yeah, one more week, I think we're tipping as well. So get them all right next week if you want to shout out. Um, but yeah. before we wrap up the intro, it is time for Isaac Clue. Love it. The, Love it. You know, everybody's favorite. I'm very excited. Mini, mini game. Because it is your um, turn again to to give the clues this week, which means it's my turn to guess, which is where I prefer to be. Because as we know, I'm not very good at giving clues. I make it either too obvious or maybe you're just a fountain of knowledge. I'm not sure. Either way, oh, this, yeah, is, well. this is where I prefer to sit. I prefer to play the game from this end. Well, well, see what you can do with this clue. Hit me. This player has played six Origin games. Six Origin games. And see, oh, so, 
stuff like that, it's hard to tell if they're an older player who were in the arena for a bit and then dropped out, or if they're a young player who's played six consecutive games, six origin games. Well, I'm not going to give you their full biography, man. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Piece it together. Um, I'm going to go for a, piece, I'm going to go for a so. player on the newer end of the spectrum to origin, and I'm going to go for a player like Jack Whiten. Incorrect. Ooh, okay. We move right. on. We move on. The bold, basic, and the brilliant. Woohoo! Oh, it is that time of the week again where we look at last week's performances, uh, our predictions from the week before, our players of the round, and looking forward into the final round of regular season. I think it was a few episodes ago you said it's the this segment where we just, we find out whether or not we are truth tellers. That's right, that's right. I meant to I say mean, fortune tellers, but I like truth tellers almost better. I like truth tellers too. I like truth so tellers. Let's stick with it. Okay, um, so last week, basic predictions. Harvey, what was your basic prediction? Did it come true? I had the, uh, the top four or the top four to be um, all to win. Storm, Manly, Penrith and oh. Rabbitohs. Storm. Storm have let you down. Who I would have I would done. have thought if anyone was going to let you down, it would be one of the others, but the storm to yeah. to fall away. What about you? How did you go? Uh, my basic prediction was that in the Roosters v. Rabbitohs game, there would be a controversial bunker decision. And my God, was there a controversial bunker decision? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'll Latrell, give it to you. Latrell Mitchell sinbinned when he could have been sent off when, you know, I think that whole, that whole moment was just a moment of drama and... No matter what the bunker had done, it would have been dramatic, which is kind of what I was predicting. I just think that sort of game, there's so much heat in that rivalry that tensions yeah. flare. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. and that it it flared. I'm, I'm going to give myself the point there. So, yeah, well done. And Thank how'd you. your bold prediction go? Yeah, my bold prediction was that Tom Trebojevic would get five try involvements against the Dogs, and he went close because he got a hat trick. So there's already three involvements just in scoring them alone. But Tommy. Yeah. He forgot how to assist. He forgot how to assist. He got zero, zero assists, so he ends the game with three tries and also a total of three try involvements. So incorrect well, for I, me. Yeah, I think Saab dropped two or three pretty easy chances that he's put away all year, and that would have, that would have given got Tommy those assists. Unbelievable. So blame, blame Jason, um, not I'll blame Tommy. Jason, not Tom. He did all he could. Yeah, um, my bold prediction was that Manly and Penrith would win by a hundred points plus combined. <laughs> it was way Didn't closer happen. in both games than we thought it would be. Way yeah. closer. Didn't um, happen. Such a shame. Okay, well, now that our now that we've seen whether or not we're truth tellers, which we've found out we're not, we move on to just giving massive shout outs. The most positive part of this segment where we just pat some players on the back. And this week, let's pat a couple more on the back. You ready? Oh, yes. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Mitchell Jordan Pierce. Rapana. Hey, Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I just think he's been so good since coming back from, from his injury. Um, he really gives that, those nights some direction and important to get the win mm. uh, going into finals. They, they probably would have still got into the eight if they lost this week, but... Oh, he um, sealed it for them that, when it, when it mattered. That's what a champion halfback does. Yeah, exactly. The, the drop goal. Hopefully he's on his way to the Tigers next year. There's been, uh, there's would been, you take him? I've seen some rumours. Uh, mate, have you seen our current number seven? Yes, I would take him. I think I'd, I'd take a, a halfback who can kick a field goal and has a good kicking game. Give me Mitchell Pierce. 
All right. Um, well, we'll wait and see. I uh, went, Jordan Rapana, though. Yeah, I went for Jordan Rapana. He was named at fullback, but Chans was off the bench, and so Rapana played most of the game on the wing. But from the wing, he was so impactful. He scored a try, kicked four goals. He, he got a try assist. It was everywhere. It was popping up everywhere. And I think he's earned himself a two-year contract extension off the back of that game. So well-deserved. Well, well done, yeah. I don't, yeah you it know, was like he's... Go on. I was going to say, you know that I don't often give my player of the round to anyone who doesn't play in the spine. And so for me to give it to a winger, they must have done well. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like he's really stepped up um, in sort of leading that back line around with uh, Croker out. Yeah, um, for sure. They're perhaps lacking a bit of experience. You know, Chance has been out as well. And Rapana feels like he's playing some of his best footy when yeah. he, when they need him to. So, And at the, right, at the right time too, because they it's a must-win game this week for them uh, against the Roosters. So they'll need similar performances. Yeah, 100%. All right, um, let's make our about- predictions for this week ahead. Yeah, um, tell me about your basic prediction. Tigers play the Bulldogs this weekend. I think it's the only game of the round where neither team involved have anything to play for, really. Like no one has a has pride. a spot in the eight to f- Yeah, there's pride, but in terms of a spot in the eight to fill or a top four position or, or any sort, like neither team really has any huge tangible. Yeah, even the wooden for. spoon has decided. Yeah, exactly. So I think that game will feature 50 or more points because it'll be a game both coaches just saying, you know, the hell of a season, throw the footy around, play a natural game. And most players' natural game doesn't involve a lot of defense. (laughs) So especially on those teams. So I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Good one. Thank you. Um, Gone with Penrith to win by... 20. They're coming up against the Eels who just beat the Storm. Mm. I think then there's no way the Eels are going to go back-to-back beating against the top two teams. One and yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and I think perhaps a bit of complacency could slip into the Eels side um, and Penrith will obviously be out to play a much better game than they did at the weekend against the Tigers. Mm. They'll come out firing yeah. and, you know, once Penrith get a decent lead on any side, they're hard to chase down. It's true. You don't want to play a champion team a week after they've had a wake-up call. That is not the no. time you want to play them because they are awake. They are yeah. awake. <laughs> and they, they, yeah, they're ready to, I think it could be quite, and Parramatta have this false sense of confidence, I feel, so it could actually be, be quite ugly for them. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what's what your, about bold, your bold no. prediction? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, well, my bold prediction it involves three different games, but the overall the overall result is that is that the Titans make the top eight and secure that eighth spot, which wow. which, which which means Sharks yeah. need to lose by a lot. Uh, Raiders. So the need, storm could happen. Could happen. Raiders need to lose to the Roosters. They're an understrength Roosters, but they are the Roosters. Yeah. Um, and then Titans, Titans, Titans to beat the Warriors. So they could come from 10th, almost out of it, to sneak into that last top eight position. Wow. Yeah, Bold. wow is correct. Wow is correct, my friend. I, I have a feeling that the Raiders might might get yeah. that eighth spot. I know, yeah. I think, well, that's why it's bold, because the predicted Yeah, no, thing... I, I, I'll just give, it, give, it, give my opinion on, on the, the saga. That's, that's what we're here for. Eight, but... <laughs> I'd be disappointed if you didn't give your opinion, Harvey. So thank um... you. And, you know, I, I'd like to see him, although I think the Titans deserve it as well. Mm. My my bold prediction, though, is 
the Bulldogs. I've been tipping them for so long. I, I probably have given them five or six tips in a bold prediction this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm tearing up at the, the thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gone... Oh no! Hang on. <laughs> yeah, that that finals fever is really hitting you, hitting you right now as you talk about the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's it. Um, Bulldogs to win by twenty. <laughs> Bulldogs to win by twenty over the Tigers. Yeah, that's not e- it. Not that's even it. that bold, mate. <laughs> well, they haven't won all year. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, I can see it happening. Tigers six competition points. Round twenty-five is the Tigers' cursed round. Usually, it's when we're sitting in ninth, going for a top eight spot, and we always lose it. But even though we've got nothing to play for, I am worried about this game for us. So, yeah, there we go. Let's uh, see if they come true. But wait a second, yeah. that's not the end of the segment. It's time for my second Isaac Clue. How what do you exciting! Got for me? Okay, so this player has played their um, six Origin games. You know that? Yep, I know that. Um, Hopefully this will help position where their career is at for you because I know that's one of the things you were wondering about. That is what I was wondering about, yes. They've played 202 NRL games. Ah, 202 is also a weird number because it's not like they're a 300 gamer. It's not like they're a veteran, but it's also not like they're super fresh. 202... Six origins. I was about to ask you a question, but I realized that would go against the whole thing. Um, that would be 20 questions. And that's you could ask, but I probably won't give you an okay, answer. Okay, well, my question was going to be, um, are they? did they play origin this year? You don't have I'm to I'm not going to answer yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Cool, 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 cool. That might be the, the next clue. 600 games. <laughs> two, wait, 202 games, 600 just six origin six, games, not 600. <laughs> six or, 600 origin games. <laughs> oh, six, 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 six. Oh, 20 guys. Oh, I know I have to give an answer. I know I have to give an answer. Oh, God, that's hard. That's really hard. <laughs> oh, oh, nothing's even coming to me. Nothing's even coming to me. Is it Moses and by? <laughs> It's not Moses and Bai. <laughs> I've gone for that. All right, that's not a bad shout, though. It's not it's bad. Not bad he shout. sort of sits in that two hundred game area, and he's played for Queensland more than I think we'd expect. So, but yeah, maybe not six. Anyway, we move on. We love our fans on this show. We love our fans, especially when they message us and give us ideas for content because it takes the pressure off us for another week. Uh, and it's a guy this week that has messaged us a lot. And I honestly, if you're listening right now, Tim Ball, that's you, uh, you should start your own NRL podcast because you've got the ideas, mate. But also I hope that you don't because we also love getting your ideas. So please don't start your own podcast. Instead, just send your ideas to us. Um, The idea that Tim has come up with this week is there are 16 teams in the NRL competition, soon to be 17, which which would make this more fitting. But there are 16 currently. Uh, there are 17 players in an NRL team, excluding the 18th man. We're not going to worry about them for now. Um, so what you could do is hypothetically, or in reality, like we're about to, is make a team that features one player from each club. Um, beautiful idea. Beautiful idea. It's simple. It's gorgeous. But I know what you're saying. You're thinking, wait a second, there are 17 players in a team and there are 16 clubs. Well, well, just wait. There, 
There's also the Super League, so that 17th position in the team will be filled by a player who has played NRL before, but this year is playing in the Super League. So uh, I think what we're going to do, it's going to be like a draft. We're going to pick a team each, um, and we're just going to work our way up the ladder. So we'll start at last. Or should we start at the Super League team, Harvey? Yeah, we can start there if you want. A Super League player to start, and then we'll go Bulldogs, and then we'll go uh, Broncos, and then we'll go Cowboys, etc. like how the ladder goes. And so, so you've got to save, you know, if you want a Panthers or Storm player in a key position, you've got to save it. That's all, it, yeah. you know, that's how it's going to be. So we've got to think about this as we go. Anyway, to see who goes first, as always, let's play a round of Name of Oregon. Oh, how exciting. So um, um, I think I should kick us off because I won the last Coach Wars that we did. That's surprising, but well, I'll give it, yeah. So cool. hit me up with a name whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, Payne Haas. Uh, CSO Takiyaho. Justin Olam. Monster. Radley. Yo. Olakawatu. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I was so convinced you were going to go for Oregon Kafusi. Uh, when I gave you Yo, and you went for Olakawatu. Got him. Got him. Oh, I, I genuinely was thinking of eyes. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right. Well, that means I get to go first. So let's kick this off. That means I get to choose my Super League player first. All yep. I need to do now is remember what players play in the Super League. Um, who are the best players in the Super League? Uh, does Jesse Seni Lefeo still play over there? Let's have a look. <laughs> I might get him on my bench. Uh, yeah, you've got to fill the bench, remember. So if we're starting at the bottom of the ladder after the Super League. Yeah, I'm going be- I'm going for Jesse Seni Lefeo, former Manly player. He now plays for the Castlewood Tigers. He's going to be on my bench. All right. Um, I'm going for a starting player. Uh, absolutely tore it up over here. It's John Bateman. Oh, of course. True. I forgot about the actual English players. I was just thinking about. Yeah, I, so. I was either going to go for Bateman or Williams. So Bateman um, in your sure second row. He's in my second row. That's right. Yeah, cool. All right. So um, now you get first choice mean, at a Bulldogs first player. Choice. Uh, well, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs stand out forward, in my opinion, and that is Luke Thompson. He's yeah, going nice. to fill in a spot on my bench in that middle rotation. Cool. Luke Thompson. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, ooh, maybe. There's so many to choose from. You know what? I'm going to give a spot in my centers to Jake Averillo. Okay. He's a talented half, talented center. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's going to fill in the spot there. He could play 14 unless you brought your mind on someone else. No, I'll keep him at the centers. All right. Um, well, Broncos is up next. So, who so I'm up first. Like? I'm going to take, in my opinion, the best prop in the game who's surpassed Papali this year, and it's Payne Haas. Yeah, fair, fair. He's going to be number eight for me. Um, who's your Bronco? Yeah, interesting. Again, I would have loved to have Payne Haas. I yeah. think he, he's a big, he is, he's a standout he on that team. 
I'll, I'll take Xavier Coates though on okay. on the wing. On the wing, yeah, true. Good call. Yeah. Um, All right, well, next the Cowboys. Is the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think it has to be Tamalolo. Yeah, um, choice. And, yeah, and he'll be he'll be my lock. Okay. Hmm. Cowboys. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna put. Um. I think I'm going to put. Draw. Let's go. Um. Val Holmes, but I'm going to put him on the wing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's his best position, so I'm going to put him on the wing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Then Ooh, you got your I get Tigers. First choice at the Tigers. It'll be cruel if I don't pick a starting position, won't it? But it's pretty tough to, <laughs> to find a player that I want to have in my starting team. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to have a number 14, and I'm going to give it to the Tigers' best player this year who's unfortunately doing ACL surgery in the offseason. Adam Dewey, you'll be my 14. 14. I was going to put him in my centers if I, oh. if I got first pick here. All right. Well, who's your, um, who's your Tigers player? I'm interested in this because you, you have to choose. You know, yeah. I never hear you talk anything positive about the Tigers. So you actually have to, no. you have to say they have a player. Like who's your top two Tigers player? Well, this, this bloke it honestly wasn't on my radar to start the year. Um, got a surprise call up into the Origin squad. Um, oh yeah, I was, didn't play, but Utura Kamani. That's a good. You'll have to correct my pronunciation yeah. on that. Yeah, it's good. Um, close enough. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Stefano. I believe he goes by. Yeah, um, is he on your bench? Or he's f- going to be on my bench with I Luke so. Thompson. That's a it's a good bench you're building there. Well, I think he scored ago. a try this weekend as well. He, oh, he, dude, he's he a gun. Great. He was so good on the weekend. I almost gave him my player of the round. Wow. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. dragons are up, and you get first pick. Dragons, dragons. God, I I really don't want any of them. Um, <laughs> maybe well, I will go with Jack Bird. Okay, I suppose cool. in your centres. Uh, or... in, in my centres, yeah, yeah. He can play inside coats. Yeah, cool. Um, he's, he's been all right. I'm going to take Tarek Sims. Um, oh, I'll put him. I'll put him at starting second row for now. If I come across some better ones, he might move to my bench. But Sims yeah. in. And see, their only Origin player. Um, only Blues. Ben Hunt, obviously. Mm. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So now I get um, first pick at the Warriors. You do. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna put on my bench Ben Murdoch Masilla. He really impressed. Oh, though, I might. Can I change? Yeah, you didn't quite get to the end of Masilla. I think you got to Masil. <laughs> so I actually want Adam Fanua Blake. I forgot he was at the Warriors. No, you can't change. He was going to be my pick. Um, I'm joking. You can have him. He's going on the bench for now. <sighs> I'm going to take Roger to a check. Oh, wow. On your wing? He's, he's still on contract, yeah. He can play on the wing. Yeah, of course he can play on the wing. He played there most of this year. He has. He has. Um, happy with that. Okay. And that means I get the first pick of the Titans. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm actually a little bit of a curve. I'm going to go for, for Big Tino. Yeah, right. I, want, I reckon he's been more impressive than Fafita this year, and he'll yeah, he'll cool. start 
in that front row for me. Okay. Wow. Starting front rower. Tino. Um, yeah. Look, based on form, I back you with Tino, but I think people voting in our Instagram polls often uh, don't really look at form and they instead go for reputation. And uh, I'm going to take David Vafita. So I'm happy, <laughs> happy you didn't take him. Yeah. <laughs> Trying fair, to give fair. the fans what they're, what they're looking for. Well, I've, got, I've just got to pick the team that I think is best, you know. I don't appeal to the fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get a, a slot at the Raiders. I do get a Who slot at like? the Raiders. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll take Papali to join Payne Haas in my front row. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Who are you going to um, take? I think I'm going to go for Jack White. You think so? Is that locked in? Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's he going to play? He'll be my five eight. He'll be your five yeah. eight. Nice. You said that quite defeated. Well, I was thinking what other five eights I could go for, but you I... can't be certain. And yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll regret that, but he's the Dahlia medalist, you know. Yeah, I feel like if you have to say he's the Dahlia medalist a lot. Then he probably then he probably didn't deserve. It. Yeah, but you've been saying it, like people say it. You know the fact that people have to say that. No one has to say that about yeah. Tedesco. No one has to go. He was the Dahlia medalist. You know that's true. That is people true. always have to say that about Whiten, and it's like, well, mm. that probably means he didn't deserve it. Anyway, um, you get first shot at the Sharks. Yeah, this is a te- another team like the Dragons. Where I just think across the park, and you can't find like a real star, can you? It's hard. I'll go for oh, even him. Um, uh, it's a shocking team. How are they in the eight? <laughs> How are they in the eight? <laughs> it's jo- it's that Josh Hannate coaching. That's it. Um, I think I might go for uh, Wade Graham in and your, put him on my bench. Put him on your bench. Okay. We, There's my, my back edge back rower. Yeah, fair. Bench, bench play. He can play bad, in the centres. Not a bad choice. Going to the halves. I'm going to take Toby Rudolph as my lock. Love, yeah, I was I, thinking about that. I love Rudolph. is just yeah. already there. He's already um, there. The Knights. Who do you want? The Knights. Um, oh, man. This is where, like, a player like Ponga becomes quite tempting, but then I also look at other fullbacks higher up the ladder and I go, hold out, hold out. Don't, don't go for it yet. Um, who's, who have I got on my bench? Got, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take uh, Daniel Saifidi on my bench. Mm, good choice. Thank you. All right. Who are you going to take? Oh, I, I am going to take Ponga, but he's going to be my 14. Oh yeah. True. You've still got your 14 spot. That's good. I do. All right. Ponga. Okay, so now you get a shot at the Roosters. Oof. That's a tricky one. I mm. think I want Tedesco. You're going to go Tedesco? He, I don't know. I'm going to put him at fullback. Cool. Um, All right. I just... I, it, with the, the work he's done this year with the players around him going down, mm. it's unbelievable. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, it makes my decision easier because I was tossing up between Tedesco and this player. I have a centre spot there and it's going to go to Joey Manu. 
yeah. with a yeah. cheekbone well or without. Deserved. With a cheekbone or without, he'll get the job done. <laughs> um, cool. So who do I, who have I got? Eels. The Eels at fifth position. Um, oh, I've got a wing spot available to someone like potentially a Sevo. Um, oh, actually, I'm going to go Reed Marnie at hooker. Mm. Happy with that. Good one. Yeah. All right. Who would you like? Well, I would have gone Marnie, but I think I've got a space open in the front row for a you know junior Paulo size. Oh yeah, good call. Good call, junior Paulo. Well, look at that. Um, I had I had first shot at my team, and now you get first pick for your team. Man, that's right. Who will it be? There's so many to choose from. <laughs> um, and you've got you filled your fullback position. I know. I, I'm going to take Tommy. Oh. Um, and he's going to play in the centres. <sighs> you bastard. Um, yeah, I mean, You're strongly bastard. considering taking DCE. I need a seven, but Tommy's just a cut above. Fair enough. Well, the positions I have available are fullback. You've just taken Tommy, who I would have put in that position. I've got a winger spot three. I've got a six and a seven. I'm not that keen on foreign or Cherry Evans. Uh, so I'm going to put Jason Saab on the wing. Wow. Happy with that. I guess, yeah, he's one of the game's best wingers. Yeah. Um, glad to hear you say so. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and that means you get a, a Rabbitohs first choice player. I've got a fullback yeah. spot. I've got a 5'8 and a halfback. Um, I think if I play my cards correctly, then Cody Walker will be getting my sixth jersey. Cool. That's me. <laughs> Who would you like? Um, I'm going to go for... We're up to the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yeah, Rabbitohs. So you've got a 7, a 9, and a 12 available. Yeah, Cam Murray is going to play in the second row for me. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Good choice. Such a gun. Love yeah, Cameron which Murray. means I get you got first, first pick choice at Henrith and yeah. Nathan Cleary. I <laughs> need a seven. That actually has screwed me a little bit because all I have available is a seven and a one and I don't want Dylan Edwards. So looks like I'm going to have to give Jerome Luai the seven jersey. Wow. He's going to be... put Crichton back in the number one spot. No, no. Don't want to do that. No, I don't think Penrith have Penrith don't really have a star number one, but it goes to show they can win without it. So that just leaves us with Melbourne, um, and I get first pick. I've got number one. Melbourne have probably the two best number ones in the comp, but once again, I'm going to go off of reputation rather than current form and give it to my man Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, beauty. And um, you got a nine. Also, that's I as well. that they've got. Yeah, the the two best nines in the comp. Mm. And I, I still can't split them. I yeah. think... Um, I think I know who I'd take. On Grant being a better hooker throughout his career. But I cannot pass up having Brandon Smith in the team. Um, and so he is going to be my number nine. Good. I would have gone with him as well. Good choice. I think, yeah. He's such a gun. He's so... He's, yeah. Despite being very rated, he's still underrated. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. All um, right. Well, we have our team. What, what a lineup. Is there any way to pick a coach here? Um, Dunno. <laughs> if we could just pick a, a random coach. Yeah, anyone. Uh, we'll just pick any random person to coach the team. 
So they need to be good at, at bringing people together. Bring re- obviously, bring obviously, coaching and people from all different backgrounds together. Yeah, bringing people from all different backgrounds together. Um. Oh gosh, it's tricky. Have you got anyone in mind? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, cool. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. People from all different backgrounds together. Um, hmm. This is very tricky. Um, I think I'm going to go for Magneto <laughs> from um <laughs> from the X Men movies. Um, purely because he he bring he, he can he, he's got superpowers that can bring people together like magnets yeah literally <laughs> it brings people together <laughs> um uh, nice yeah thank you I, I, obviously he knows his footy as well um it's a little known trivia fact about um magneto i'm gonna go X-Men. with i'm gonna go with um i'm just googling quickly because i need to know his name but he's the guy <laughs> he's the guy <laughs> that is a host and matchmaker on the Channel 9 reality TV show Married at First Sight. Um, I still can't find his name. Married at First Sight man host. Uh, Oh, God. The guy from Married at First Sight. Well-known figure. Uh, John Aiken is my coach. Congratulations, John. John Aiken. He brings people together, unexpected couples. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you know what? It always leads to great television. (laughs) That's that's, He keeps the ratings going and I back him. John Aiken versus Magneto with our team of X-Men and Married at First Sight contestants. All right, Harvey, like let's let's not get away from the task at hand. It's the time for the third Isaac Clue. All right. So, third Isaac Clue. So remind me, remind me. So he played has, six origins. Yeah, six origins, two hundred and two total games. Okay. This is this is a slightly longer clue um, for me to explain. Okay. But they've played for three different clubs. Okay. And they've played for one Queensland club, one Sydney-based club, Ooh. and one club that's not Queensland and not Sydney-based. So they've covered all okay. the, the yeah. regions. They've covered all the regions. Um, oh, I feel like I I know of a player who's done this, but I just can't think right now. Well, that terrible time for that to happen. It's such a terrible <laughs> time. <laughs> I couldn't think you know. of a worse time for this to be happening. Adam Blair doesn't play anymore. He would have been a perfect situation, although he's played for four clubs. Um, Kevin Proctor has only played... No, he's Kiwi, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, and Adam Blair's Kiwi. So what am I talking about? They don't play Origin. Um, There you go. I'm starting to think now. I'm starting to think now, aren't I? (laughs) I'm starting to think about players who have played Origin. Um, This is so hard. This is so hard. You've made this quite tricky. Um, oh, Paul Momorowski definitely hasn't played Origin. <laughs> oh, dear. It is quite tricky coming up with the clues that are, yeah. you know, obviously the first one, you know, you're never going to get it. Yeah. 
the build on them, like uh, it, it gets easier as you go. I li- I can't think. I can't think of anyone. Um, it was a terrible, terrible time for this to happen. I literally can't think of anyone who's done that. Think, think of so two hundred games. You know, games. mid to late career, mid to late career, and six origins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and three clubs in, <laughs> in all the different regions one Sydney, yes, one Queensland you're just, you're just repeating the clues to me oh, well hopefully it will mean that the, the listeners aren't quite as bored they're obviously thinking as well um, yeah come so on listeners, think along reminded. with me think along with me, think along with me. Um, and obviously this is padding for you to the pressure is answer. on um Oh, God. Kieran Foran. No. Yes. No. He hasn't played no. Origin. He's Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not correct. Oh, and he's also played only for two Sydney clubs and then a oh, New Zealand club. Oh, whatever. I had to get someone out there. It's just got to get me to the yeah. next clue. Just get me to the next clue. Then I'll piece, right. piece together. Right. All right. See you then. <laughs> the Tatagiga Awards approach... They approach, they are no longer a thing in the distance. They are coming very soon. And Harvey, this is our final week of presenting awards that will be in the ceremony and putting forward nominations and giving people the chance to nominate players that they feel are fit to win these awards. So let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. The, well, and I also should say, because the last week we're doing nominations, just to change it up a bit, instead of three awards, we're presenting four awards for nominations this yeah. week. How, How exciting. So much fun. We change it up. <laughs> big finish. Big finish. Uh, let's start with a, an award, which is the player of the bottom eight. That's right. The This is not a, an award that would usually ever be recognized in the NRL. The best player out of all the teams to finish in the bottom eight. Now, we do know that... The Titans, the Raiders, and the Sharks are still in the running for the eight. So if we do choose to pick a player from those teams, maybe we need a backup, but we'll see if we end up choosing one of those players at all. Mm. Um, well, Harvey, would you, like to, would you like to kick us off with your player of the bottom eight? Yeah, I'm going for someone who consistently puts their team on their back and is man of the match in nearly every game they play. Um, and for me, it's Payne Haas. Yeah, nice. Nice. I, I think want- he's clearly the best Bronco um, there is. And I've been seeing there's a bit of talk around transfers and stuff, his contract being extended. Mm. If they lose him, they're in so much trouble. Yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, oh, he's a player that I probably would have gone for as well. Um, So it's a bit of a toss up for my player of the bottom eight. Do I go with my head or my heart? Unfortunately, I'm a podcaster and I think I have to go with my head. So I'm going to give a nomination to Reese Walsh from the Warriors. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a superstar. Uh, the Warriors. I'll tell you what, he was, he was my backup. Yeah, there you go. He's my number two choice. Yeah, well, I was tossing up between him, him and Adam Dewey. Um, so mm. that's why I was saying the head and the heart. But I've decided to put my bias aside and hopefully the fans will nominate Dewey anyway. So yeah, get right. behind him. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go for Reese Walsh. He's been great, but Walsh has just been. Uh, he was, you know, he was almost talent. made his origin debut this year. So yeah. Okay. The next award we're going to put nominations forward for is 
backline of the year. We've done spine mm. of the year. We've done forward pack of the year. Now let's see those backlines, which really we're talking about the wingers and the centers. Yeah, so who, who have you covered. gone for? Who do you reckon has the best backline? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Penny Panthers, the young, the young and quick Penny Panthers. Uh, they brought Burton to that into that center spot this year, and he was such a gun. Toto's had his best year of his career. Crichton's good as always, um, and um, Charlie Staines for his first full yeah. year of first grade has been outstanding. So Panthers for me. What about you? Yeah, I, I had them as well. Um, they were the, the standouts, I thought. Um, but I will go for my backup choice, which in this instance is the Seagulls. Purely <clears throat> off Saab and Garrick. Yes. And also maybe Morgan Harper gets a shout there too. Morgan Harper keeping Moses Suley outside. Yeah. Brad Parker being a much improved player. Mm. Um and they're just Sarvin Garrick, a goal kicker, and he's been so good scoring points. And Saab has just been the best finisher in the comp this year. Too true. Um, in terms of, you know, getting half a chance and, and being able to put on the burners. But yeah, I've got to I've got to tip the Seagulls. Absolutely. Well, Panthers are officially nominated for Spine of the Year, Forward Pack of the Year, and Backline of the Year. So we'll see what other right teams. Team. Get in there too. Um, the unexpected moment of the year. So this is not going to yeah. any particular person. This is not necessarily going to be an award that is coveted and one that people want because it could be for a negative reason. It could be any sort of reason. But what is a moment, the drama of this great game of ours, mm-hmm. celebrating the craziness of it all, an unexpected moment that happened this year. Harvey, have you got anything coming to mind? Well, my, mine's more of a... a uh, it's not a specific moment, but it was a moment earlier on in the year, uh, early on in the season, round five, where it had me questioning how well I knew this sport. Wow. And it's because <clears throat> the Dragons were in the top four <laughs> in round five, and everyone, based on their season or their preseason, were thinking that they were just... There were no chance. They were yeah. wooden spooners. Mm. And they were in the top four. In round five, I mean, things went downhill. Man, but... that finals fever's really hidden your throat hard towards the back it end is, of this podcast. It is, it is. I'm pushing through, though. I'm pushing through. <laughs> yeah, cool. So Dragons starting the year like they did. It's your unexpected moment of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I am going to go with a... My, my, my moment of this... My unexpected moment is quite of a different elk. It's a moment that happened directly on the field. It happened in a split second and it was just, I think, caught everyone off guard. It was just it was just like a brain fade. It was like, what is that player doing? The player I'm referencing is Lockie Lewis uh, and it was when he grabbed Cody Walker uh, yeah. and performed a unexpected wrestling move on him. Uh, yeah, good choice. For, for no good reason whatsoever, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think Lockie Lewis is a good chance to take out the unexpected moment of the year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He's, a, he's, he's a person who likes to do unexpected things on and off the field. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Um, yeah. I'll give a, give a special mention to your boys. Um, well, I thought you were going to go with um, knocking off the, the Panthers, admittedly in an origin round uh, when they were yeah. uh, under strength. <laughs> but nobody saw that coming. Oh, I think people – I mean – Look, they were missing six players, like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. No. The Roosters have been missing more than that all year and have 
yeah. you know, been a tough side to beat. So. That's true. But still, Lockie Lewis wrestling Cody Walker was was stranger. So No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and now the final award uh, of the entire thing, so the final award of the tag awards that we'll give nominees for now, goes kind of beyond this year. It's just of all the NRL players that are currently playing in the game on contract for one team or another, who is the player that by the end of their career, will have had a career that is such that they would be named an immortal at some point in the future. Now, this this can go one or two ways. You can go for a player who's a veteran, who's had a proven career, or you can go for a player who's young, but you just see having that sort of career. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, go my ahead. man is a man that Andrew Johns, an immortal himself, has claimed... That he and JT, who have often who have often been debated as the fir- the best or second best player in the game of all time, he's claimed that him and JT will be battling out for silver and bronze by the time this player's career is done, uh, which is a huge claim, seeing as that player is twenty three years old. He's currently being coached by his father, but he's already played Origin. He's played for Australia. He's played in the grand final. He's yet to win one. It's Nathan Cleary. Yeah, huge player. Huge. Um, definitely started his career on the right track. And, uh, yeah, you can't knock him, really. Can't knock him. Who have you got? Um, I am going for James Tedesco. Yeah, wow. And my thoughts being he's obviously won Origin, he's won premierships, but this year he's picked up captaincy of the Roosters and of the Blues, um, and I think he's grown a lot. I think he's got that number one spot for the years to come, um, partly because, you know, Tommy Luttrell, even Pappenhausen are more versatile and can play in other positions. Mm. But that just means that he's sort of fairly uncontested if he keeps up his form. Um, And he could easily finish his career with, you know, five premierships and, you know, five origin wins. And if he leads a couple of them with his captaincy, future immortal mm, absolutely uh, I think that's an excellent pick I'm, I thought you might have gone for your man Tom Trebojevic there for a sec but no your reasons given for James Tedesco well thought out succinct yeah. and uh, yeah, very yeah. professional of you to not go with your heart there thank you I think to go with the head we've both heart, done very cause... well to not to go with our heads on this episode so congrats to us well that brings us to the end of the Tatagaga Awards but Harvey something even bigger than the Tatagaga Awards Size that clue. Yeah, you're right. Um, Fourth clue. Now. Second last chance. Fourth clue. Uh, This player's... uh, So he's he's played six Origins, 202 NRL games um, for three different clubs, one in Queensland, one in Sydney, and one in in neither of those two areas. Uh, And his siblings play rugby league. His siblings play rugby league. His siblings play rugby league. Ooh. Is it Tarek Sims? Bingo. Yes. Come there on. You go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, because he's played get there. North Queensland, yeah. Dragons, and Knights. That's his three. Yeah. His three clubs. Yeah. And then, yeah, six origins. Yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, he's, he's that sort of 200-game player. 200-gamer. That's I it. I should have had him. And I, I specifically said the siblings. siblings the siblings his, um, helped me. Sisters his played. Sister, his yeah. older brothers played. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, good pick. I Thank you. almost gave it away when you, you picked him in your uh, side as your Dragons <laughs> player. What were you about to um, say? Oh, he's my he's my Isaac Clue player. Well, it was always like a trigger went off in my head. I was like, that's the player, and I'll try to keep a, a clean, <laughs> a, a straight face. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, but, good job. You kept it very well, but still, I was too good and got it. Yeah, got well it. done. Thank you. God, it feels good to get one before the outro. Well, that's the podcast for another week this week, guys. The next time you hear from us, the regular season will be over. So... So cherish these words, cherish the wisdom, um, and, and be good to your mothers. Be good to your fathers. Happy Father's Day, by the way. I forget, there you go. This, yeah, this Sunday. There you go. I didn't even, that wasn't even planned, but there you go. Um, go to the Instagram. <laughs> at they talk Is good. anything planned in this no, podcast? No. <laughs> go to the Instagram at they talk good game. Leave us a five-star review, um, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.